Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Masech Shkalim and Perik Gimel Mishnah Dalid and Perik Dalid Mishnah Aleph. And today's Mishnahs are being learned Bishos Esther Bas Rachel Shishi B'Zeich Rafan Jerzivik Hagon Bekarav Mamish. So we continue talking about Chumas Halishka. The Mishnah tells us Tarim Sari Shaina Umechapa Biketavlois. The person who's taking off the Chumas Halishka, he does the first Truma, meaning he fills these three boxes that we spoke about yesterday, and whatever coins are left inside, he covers it with pieces of leather. Then more shekels make their way into the base of Mikdash, and they get placed on top of this piece of leather, separating the old shkalim and the new ones. Now, Shnia, the second Shumas Halishka is done, and whatever's left over is covered with more leather pieces. And once again, more people come and bring their machsa shekel, because again, it takes some time for everyone to get their machsa shekel into the base of Mikdash, and those are placed on top of the second piece of leather. However, Shlishis, when the third Shumas Halishka is taken, that didn't need to be covered with leather. Now the question is, why is it that we have to cover the old shkalim with leather to separate the new ones from the old ones? Why don't we just put the new ones in a totally separate box? So the answer is, because maybe he's going to make a mistake and accidentally take from the old money, meaning from the shekels that were donated first, but weren't part of the first Shumas Halishka, and he's not allowed to do so. He has to take off from the new shkalim. So in order to prevent confusion, after he does the first Shumas Halishka, he simply covers over the remaining coins, which are being called the old coins, with these pieces of leather, and then the new coins are placed on top of it. Now the Mishnah tells us that Tarmar Sari Shaino L'Shem Eretz Yisrael. When he takes off that first Shumas Halishka, he has in mind all the people of Eretz Yisrael. When he takes off that second Shum Salishka, he has in mind all the people that live in cities right near Eretz Yisrael. And that third Shum Salishka, he has in mind all the people that live in Bavel and Madai and all the places very far from Eretz Yisrael. Now the Mishnah is not telling us that he only has these people in mind. As we had said, this money is being used for Karbonus Sibor, so really he has all the Yidin in mind because it's considered like all the Yidin are bringing these Karbonus. What the Mishnah is really telling us is that this first money that's being used for the first Shum Halishka is most probably from people in Eretz Yisrael because they're able to get their money there in the quickest amount of time. Whereas the second Shumas Halishka is from money that most probably came from people right outside of Eretz Yisrael. And the third Shumas Halishka most probably came from Bavel and Madai and countries that were really far away because it takes some time for them to get their money in. And now moving on to Parak Dawud Mishnah Aleph. The Mishnah tells us, Hatruma Mehayu Aysenba. What would they do with this money that was taken from the Lishka? So we know that it was used to purchase Karbana Sibor. Now what's considered Karbana Sibor? So the Mishnah tells us, First of all, the carbon tamid that was brought twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, and the carbon mosaf that's brought in Rosh Chodesh and Shabbos and Yantif, and all their nesachim, meaning the wine and the carbon mincha that's brought along with them, that was purchased with this money. Furthermore, Ha'aymer, the carbon aymer, which was brought on the second day of Pesach, Ushtehalechem, which was brought on Shvuas, Vulechem Aponim, which are the 12 breads that throughout the week were on the Shulchan and switched out fresh every Shabbos, and Vachal Karbonus Sibor, all Karbonus Sibor, and these words, Vachal Karbonus Sibor, are including the Ketairas. All these that we just mentioned have to do with the Sibor, so therefore they're purchased with this money. Furthermore, the Mishnah says, Shemer Svichem Ashviyas, people that are guarding Svichem on Shviyas, Naitan Schar Machumus Halishka, they get paid from the Chumus Halishka. Now, what's this referring to? So, first of all, the word Svichim literally means after growth. And this is talking about something that grows by itself. Now, when it comes to the carbon Oimer and the Shtehalechem, we technically have an issue. We know they were not to plant anything on Shemitah. So, where are we going to get the Oimer and the Shtehalechem? So, we have to resort to taking from Hefker. And in order to prevent other people from taking it or animals from eating it, so they would hire a watchman to guard it to make sure that nothing happened to it. And those watchmen were paid with money from the Shum Salishka because this is part of the expenses incurred in order that we could bring the Oimer and the Shtehalechem. However, BSC Oimer, he argued and says, Even if a person wants to be misnadev, he wants to donate his time for free, he decides, I'm not going to have the base mikdash pay me, I'm going to watch it on my own, and that's my contribution, so to speak. So the Oymer and the Shtei can come from the stuff that he watched also, he doesn't have to be paid for it. 
However, Amrulai the Chum told him, You also agree that this grain that's being used for the carbon Eimer and the Shtei Alechem has to come from the Tzibur. Again, it's a carbon Tzibur. And the problem is, they're telling Rabbi Yaisi, is if this fellow is watching it for free, that basically means that he's kind of it. Because if somebody stands by something which is Hefker and guards it, so it becomes his. And since this is growing on Shemitah, so it's Hefker, and he's watching it, it becomes his. So that means that when he gives this grain for the Eimer and the Shtei Alechem, he's giving them grain that's his personally, and that's not a carbon zebra anymore. That's why we have to pay him from the Trum Salishka, so he's a shliach of the Tzibur, and this really belongs to the Tzibur, not to him personally. Now, the reason why Rabiasi argues with this is because Rabiasi says, you're right, maybe he is kind of it by watching it. However, when he gives it to the base of Mikdash, meaning he's basically donating it wholeheartedly to the Tzibur, and therefore becomes a carbon Tzibur. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up Tarath, Mishnah, Bays, and Gimel. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.